I'm gonna go see Trevor Noah. <gasps> you are? Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Thanks for the invite. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. It was like a very spur of the moment thing. He's like, okay, well, let's just do it. And like, we'll get the better seats because these ones are better seats. Yeah. They're more expensive. And then we're looking at him and he's like, well, it's $20 more to get these ones. <laughs> so then we went like. Ooh, you going fancy? Yeah, we got, we went a little fancier. Ooh. What but is not this, like, like balcony? Do you need binoculars? <laughs> yeah, right. And oh, your fur? Like monocle. <laughs> <laughs> it's not real fancy. Like we're not, it's not real expensive, but like our chairs will have backs. Damn! Ooh. <laughs> I'm really excited. <laughs> and it's like a premium aisle something something. I don't know. Man. Ooh. Yeah. No big deal. And premium D. aisle. Yeah. So we'll be able to like get out whenever we want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's exciting. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Date nights are few and far between. So yeah. I hope you have a blast. I think this will legitimately be like the first date night that we have. God damn. I'm really excited. Lee and I have been like, let's go see a movie. We haven't done a date night in forever also. Yeah. Like, let's just go see a movie. That'll be the easiest one to go do. And literally every weekend, something happens to where we can't do it. It is so fucking busy. Every weekend, we've had so much shit to do. Mm-hmm. Like, But a concert's smart because that, like, locks it in the books. You buy the ticket, so you yeah. have to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or He's movie, only coming like, that mm-hmm. day. It's not like we're going to yeah. be like, oh, it's too busy today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have a kid and I'm busy. Yeah. I don't know. We got premium fucking aisle seats. Yeah. <laughs> in the AOHAS <laughs> arena. <laughs> I'm going to go to the premium fucking aisle after I remember my glasses. Yeah, you do. Oh, man. That I'm really fun. excited, though. I've never been to, like, a concert or anything there, so you'll have to let me know how it goes. It has been a fucking insane week. It's Thanksgiving week. Yeah. And also my child's birthday week. And also I have family in town, like a lot of family in town. Yeah, so you do. every day, and I took like almost a week off from work, but every day has been busy with celebrations, <laughs> which is, there's worse problems. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, it's it's been awesome. But you know, after like the fourth celebration, you're just like broken. I just want to take a nap. <laughs> yeah. Like I have no more excitement in me. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, at your kid's birthday yesterday, I was uh-huh. like, like, obviously it was a lot of fun and I was having a blast. Yeah. And then I would go into like the living room and just sit for a second. And I was like, holy shit, it's quiet in here. I just want to take a nap. I just want to sleep. Dude, how do you think I feel? That has been my life like every day since Wednesday. Ugh. Yeah. Every day we've been busy, 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 going, going, going. Like I don't even have time to sit and watch like a TV show at the end of the night or anything. It's like go to bed, get up early, super busy. Oh my gosh. And then my sister-in-law got engaged. Woo-hoo! To Yay! her longtime boyfriend. So that was super exciting. But it was like the one day that we didn't have something planned. It was supposed to be a down day. Mm. And then all of a sudden it was like, shit, everybody get dressed up. We're supposed to go to this restaurant. And then we started driving to the restaurant. And she called and she was like, it's really busy. We're not going to go here. We're just going to go home. And I'm like, no, no, no. The whole family is dressed up. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all in the car and we're, all, we're heading our way to you. We're eating somewhere. Yeah. Plus I was hungry. So anyway, we ended up finding a place to eat and everything. But it was just like, holy shit, busy, busy, busy. So that's my goddamn. My goddamn is I've had a crazy week and now it's Sunday. And I'm so happy to be finally recording our episode because this is my favorite day of the whole goddamn week. I know. Also, Sunday, because we drop our new one. I fucking love Sundays. Sundays are the best days ever. Okay, so what's your goddamn, Erin? Well, I am allergic to my mascara. (laughs) 
Oh, that's why you're naked today on the eyes. Yeah. Oh, my God. It hurts so bad. And I wear it every day still because I'm like, I'm not going out of the house like this. (laughs) What? Is it a new one? Or did it just suddenly develop? No, it's a... Well, for some reason, a couple years ago, maybe a year ago or so, I got the same brand that I always got and it made my eyes go crazy and they were all red and poofy and like itchy. Uh Uh-huh. And so I was like, okay, not getting this brand anymore. And I changed it and it was fine. And then... Now, anytime I try something other than what I've been using, using for like the past year or something, it does it again. And this time it was like, oh, like that one wasn't in the store. And so I just got whatever other one. And it came with like an eyeliner, you know, because I'm cheap as fuck. Yep. All of the girls that are into makeup are like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I do that too. <laughs> like, oh, this one comes in a twofer? <laughs> yeah. What is that, a twofer for five bucks? I'm down. You know that shit's old. Yeah, exactly. It comes, like your eyeliner pops out and it's supposed to be black, but it has like the white film on it. And you're like, just buff it off. Yeah, it'll be fine. Lick it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I got that kind or whatever, that fucking cheap ass one. And I put it on and it did it and it's all itchy. And so now anytime I wear it, like... It itches so bad, and I have to just pretend like my fucking eyes aren't on fire. How do you know it's your not your eyeliner? My eyeliner was the same one that I was using. Because you know how you run oh, out different times, yeah. like conditioner and shampoo? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, because yeah. that happens to me too, but with eyeliner. Oh, interesting. Yeah, like there's a specific one that I had used forever, and I liked, and then I had to like ran out and got a different kind. And then I went back to that other one the next time I went to the store. And it was like my eyes, I woke up in the morning and they were like crusted shut. And they were, my eyelids were huge and puffy and red and itchy. And then I like didn't wear it for a day and then it went away and then I put it on again and it happened again. And it's like the one that I use, the exact same scenario, Mm -hmm. the one that I keep, even though I know it's going to fuck up my eyes, I keep it, you know, on the shelf (laughs) for when I run out of the good shit. Yeah. And I have to use that as backup. Mm Mm-hmm. And that happened to me this morning. So I'm wearing my shit eyeliner really? today. Yeah. That's funny. So tomorrow my eyes are going to be itchy and puffy. Yeah. And I started washing my face before bed, which again, all of the girls are like, are you, why are you not? <laughs> yeah. But it's because we only wear eyeliner and mascara. We don't wear yeah. shit on our actual like skin skin. Yeah. So then I just wake up with like the raccoon eyes. But now like as soon as I get home from doing a thing, I'll wash off my face. I'll wash yeah. my face. I'll wash off my eyes. <laughs> Can we just like both agree to not wear makeup? It'd be so much easier. Are we at that stage i'm pretty fucking close <laughs> i debated putting mine on today yeah i mean i didn't because it's just you and i'm literally not leaving the house yeah and you've seen this before you've woken up next it. to this before I have. <laughs> looks like normal to me yeah yeah i just look like me but to everyone else like jesus christ i look like i'm 12 <laughs> like i don't have eyelashes because they're blonde <laughs> i have that same problem yeah it's pretty bad i actually have really long and a lot of eyelashes but they're blonde mm-hmm. <laughs> so you have to color them black to see them yeah that's my life or they're like ombre like brown to blonde so they just look like they're white they're frosted tips like what is that dude we've lost every male listener (laughs) sorry everyone (laughs) anyway all right well goddamn anyway welcome to episode 13 13 lucky 13 that's exciting yeah we should have done something fun like like friday the 13th yeah but it's it'll be sunday the 13th should have done some like camp counselor murders oh i I didn't do that it's much harder to do this. Well, okay, it's easier to do it knowing people are listening because it's like feels good to talk to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of just like you and I talking to a microphone. Although I would still do that. Yeah, <laughs> I would too. But it's harder 
because now I realize that people are listening and they're calling us on our shit. <laughs> so speaking I, of that, I got called on some shit, which is gold. <laughs> so Space Gay from Twitter said that I fucked up when I said Fayetteville, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And I said Fayetteville. I didn't like Google it or anything. I was like, oh, I read every fucking novel to the Sookie Stack House. <laughs> like, whatever it's called. Dragon series. Yeah. And in that book, <laughs> there's a character called Lafayette. And so when I read Fayetteville, I was like, uh, it's like Lafayette. I don't need to Google this shit. But it's not. It's Fayetteville. <laughs> so here I am, space gay, correcting that shit. So you can stop cackling at your listening device. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so sorry about that. We'll do that again for sure so keep calling us on our shit we're probably gonna do it this episode yeah we both have hard words to say (laughs) (laughs) i looked mine up and i'm still gonna butcher it so me too i listened to one of our other episodes and it was the one where the girl dorothy i believe was her name yes um with the scarves yeah, with the scarves and the Black Widow and the they were in the hospital parking lot and she and got watch. taken from there. Yeah. yeah. Well, I had said in the episode that her friends were waiting in the hotel parking lot. Oh. <laughs> and, like, neither of us caught it and I didn't catch it when I was editing it, but it definitely wasn't a hotel. It was a hospital. <laughs> That's funny. Anyway, so keep calling us on our bullshit and we'll fix it. We're trying. So thanks, Space Gay, and give Nugget some love. He's a gold nugget. Get it? Ah, oh, he is. <laughs> Gold Nugget the Cat. Yeah. Also, one more shout out. Shout out to Mary, a.k.a. Queen Mary. Oh, Queen Mary. She's awesome, right? Yeah, she is. She let us know on Twitter that we're basically the best thing in the world. She didn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm paraphrasing, of course. very paraphrasing. (laughs) Uh, She says that she loves our podcast and she got her husband to listen. So fucking relationship goals. Yeah, good for her because my husband doesn't even listen. My husband doesn't either. But couples who listen to murder podcasts together fucking stay together because they they know what the other's capable of. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Learning the same skills. We love you both and thank you for listening. Go convert more couples. Yes. (laughs) You're awesome. Well, it's my turn to go first. You go first, Erin. Okay. Mine happened in Russia. Yes. In Krasnodar. Ooh. And it is affectionately named the cannibal couple. Ooh. (laughs) Their names are Dimitri and Natalia Bakshiv. Ooh. These are all the names you Googled? Or you just nailed Well, it? I got Natalia and Dimitri. Those are pretty <laughs> you easy. You those ones out? Yeah. Good job. I feel like I've heard them before. Yeah. Read so them in books. <laughs> Every vampire is named Dimitri. <laughs> so true. There go some more listeners. <laughs> you can just see them counting down. Got to yeah i gotta stop referencing vampires (laughs) i can't though with every goddamn russia one i know it's just too easy it is so dimitri was born in 1982 and natalia was born in 1975 so she's seven years older than him not that there's anything wrong with that it's just an interesting tidbit and i did the math for you fast and loose (laughs) (laughs) as we do here at i said goddamn she was said to be the dominant one in the relationship she pretty much had all kinds of control over him yeah not in like a sexual way yeah because that's a, what i exactly what i was thinking i know you are when i said dominant <laughs> not in a sexy way just uh-huh. that she like controlled him basically she wore the pants in the relationship yeah. yeah that's another way to say that okay 
So they lived on a military aviation school's like campus in a dorm. What? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was, they said it was like a hostel kind of situation. Uh, she was a senior nurse there in the sanitation department. The place is called a Krasnodar Higher Military Aviation School. Okay. So they lived there. Yeah, she was they a lived nurse. there. Well, she was a nurse, but uh, she was dismissed because due She's to... eating people? No, quote, <laughs> chronic alcoholism. Oh. I believe that he worked in the kitchen. I'm not positive that he worked in the kitchen, but he definitely worked there somewhere. There were a lot of articles on it and like the, you know, scholarly articles on it or like none of this happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you should get your information from. Yeah. And so all the other articles are like, oh my God. And there were a couple of accounts of it. So I went with a mixture of the exciting slash. <laughs> yeah. As slash we all probably do. not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At any rate, they both worked at this school. Okay. She was no longer a nurse. Okay. So one day. They're just, you know, going about their day, whatever. Dimitri lost his phone, and some road workers found it. And so what's the first thing that you do when you find a new phone? Or when you find a phone on the side of the road? Call somebody from it? No, you look at the pictures. Oh. <laughs> I've never done that. Really? Back or, when uh, it didn't take a thumbprint to fucking open, open a phone? Uh-huh. Yeah, I would. I found a phone, and I looked at pictures. And I found sexy pictures on one once. Awkward. Yeah, it was super awkward. And I was like, this is weird. But, I mean, go you guys. Whatever. <laughs> Nail in it. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to look to see what they're about. I've only ever found phone a phone back. at work. And so then I just, like, take it to the receptionist. And I'm like, somebody will come looking for this. Oh. But somebody found my phone, and they didn't do that. And instead, they texted the last person I texted, which happened to be Lee. And they were like, whose phone is this? And then she brought it to me. And I was like, that's kind of rude. <laughs> like, weird. Like, I'm glad I got my phone, but, like, just take it to the receptionist. Yeah. Also, did they not, was it not locked? No, I never lock my phone. <laughs> really? Yeah. I locked it for a while and it's so goddamn inconvenient every time I need to fucking get into my phone. It's a literal fingerprint. Oh, I don't do that shit. No one needs my fingerprint. Oh my God. Only my bank and the police department have my fingerprint, <laughs> which is everybody who has it. Are you serious? I've never done it. I don't like the locks. I don't like any of it. You I just, just touch like, it. You just open, like, you have to talk it for like a solid 10 seconds. Uh, I'm sorry. No. Here. We need to count. address this. Check yeah, it. Ready? Are you touching it? Okay. Okay. But no, it's locked. Uh-huh. It's uh -huh. locked. The little lock thing is on. Yeah. Oh, it's much faster than it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's. They used to be like you had to hold it there and it would be like zinc and then unlock. No, it's like the fastest thing in the world. Yeah, let's not do it. I, I unlock it when I don't mean to unlock it. I try not to unlock it. Then what's it. the point of having a lock? Because then people can't see my sexy pictures. <laughs> Just don't leave them on there. <laughs> <laughs> And by the way, I've had a kid. There are no sexy pictures. It's all just pictures of my kid. I know. So is mine. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't give a shit. What is somebody going to find in there? They ain't going to find shit. I don't know. My bank information? I don't have that on there either. At any rate. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So ain't nobody got my thumbprint. Mm, I guess. Except for the police and the bank. <laughs> yeah. But they have all your pictures. <laughs> yeah. What are they going to do with them? I don't know. Look at your kid. Print them out. That'd be weird. Yeah. It'd be super creepy. Don't go through people's phones. Coming from somebody who's sitting right across from me that went through sexy time pictures. Yeah, I go through people's phones. I'm like the only one that's not a fucking like snoop person. I'm like, I will respect their privacy. Oh my God, no. If you left your phone out, like, I mean, I'm not saying that like if you put your phone on the table, I'm going to just scoop it, it and go through pictures. I yeah. mean, like if no one is around and you left your phone here and it's clearly lost, I will pick it up and like look through it. I think I would do... If it were, like, on, not at an establishment where they had, like, a lost and found or something to leave it. I would yeah. do probably the text thing. Like, if I found I a phone on my driveway right yeah. now, I'd be like, 
I'm going to snoop through this. Really? Yeah. I don't think I would. I would like text the last person and be like, hey, if I found it in a place that you had like a lost and found or somewhere to like drop it off at. Yeah. Then I wouldn't even try. I would just be like, here you go. I, I found this. That, this is your responsibility. Yeah. I don't but if I it. found it at a, like on the side of the road, then I would try the text message or call somebody and be like, hey, whose number is this? I'll be honest. I would look through the pictures as I'm walking to the fucking receptionist to be like, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, I need to step up my snoop game. <laughs> you really do. I am the, you're like the Google master. I'm the fucking snoop master of yeah, this you relationship. Are. I'm like, this shit is none of my business. I don't need to know. Yeah. I'm out of here. Nope. I, I want to know all of it. Uh, okay. So they lose the phone and construction workers find it? Yeah. Road workers find it. And so they go through the pictures like a normal person. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And there were a ton of pictures of him posing with human remains what yeah see now you're gonna go through every picture he should have locked his phone (laughs) right (laughs) if you got that shit on there you need to lock your phone yeah a couple of the pictures that they saw were him holding a severed hand in his mouth him being in his mouth yeah like hand finger parts in his mouth why like just the finger bits hanging out like he's smoking a cigar um everything that i saw was blurred like here's the picture but it's all blurred out which was stupid to me i kept trying to find them and i did not but uh, the way that it looked in the blurriness was like he had the fingers in his mouth and like the severed part was hanging out of like the rest of the hand like at the wrist yeah why would you do that (laughs) well he's gonna eat him anyway right cannibals i don't know it's just weird Mm mm-hmm Well, another one was a head on a platter with a bunch of clementines around (laughs) it. You wouldn't even eat anything with that. That was my thought, too. I just, like, I fucking bought a giant bag of these. Yeah. And they don't really taste good. You know, uh, they taste you, pretty good. But well, you, no, no. But you know when you get a batch that, like, just tastes, oh, like, mediocre? the bland ones. Yeah. yeah. So that was probably a scenario. It's like, gotta get rid of these anyway. Yeah. And so they just, like, they placed them around the head. Like, the head was on a big, um, like, a serving platter. Yeah. Like a, you know, let's bring out the good china for Thanksgiving. Oh, my God. And they, the head was in the middle of it. And then there were clementines all around it. Like, not peeled. You can't just, like, go pick oh. off of that. They weren't peeled? Were no. they cut? No, they were just solid oh, fucking clementines. That's so weird. Yeah, I was like, that's not even like how you would prepare. Maybe they even to like feng shui or whatever. And he's like, I need seven clementines. Yeah, that's what I was thinking was it was more of like a centerpiece. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> was the head cooked? I don't think so. Oh, it had God, hair these on poor it. people. And some body parts that were pickled in jars. So oh, like, were they distinguishable body parts? No. Okay. Not that I saw. It was just like chunks. Yeah, it just looked like pieces. I think there was also a hand in a jar. The head on the platter, that picture, was dated December 28th, 1999. Okay. So this all happened in 2017 when they found the phone. Oh, my God. Yeah. How did he have the picture on his phone that old? Like, he kept the SIM card? (laughs) I don't know. Or is it like a picture of a picture? You know how, like, the old pictures used to have the dates on it? Yeah. And then he took a picture of a picture? I don't know. I didn't consider that, where it has, like, the red writing of the picture on the bottom. Uh Uh-huh. So they find out who the phone belongs to, belongs to Dimitri. They bring him in for questioning, and he was like, oh, no, 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 no. I found those remains in bushes. But why'd you put them in your mouth and then, like, on a dish with clementines? (laughs) (laughs) You fucking weirdo. (laughs) That was just what he... He's not smart, okay? Yeah. That's just what he said. Oh, no, no, no. I found it. Also, then you didn't call the police. Like, what? Yeah. They were like, no, 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 no. That's not feasible. That's not okay. (laughs) So then he eventually confesses to killing a woman named Elena 
Vakrusheva, born March 5th, 1982. Her murder occurred September 8th, 2017. I guess she was drinking with Dimitri and Natalia, uh-huh. and Natalia was like, accused him of flirting with Dimitri. Uh oh. Yeah, and so she was like, yo, Dimitri, kill this girl because she's trying to hook up with you. And Dimitri was like, yeah, okay, that sounds logical. Sounds like a great plan. Mm-hmm. So he stabbed her twice in the chest with Ugh. a knife that like he always had on him. And then he dismembered her and kept some pieces and threw the rest out in the, quote, surrounding area. No. Yeah. So according to psychologists and stuff, Dimitri was under Natalia's control due to his psychological state. And that's like why he went along with it oh that makes more sense yeah you said she was the dominant one and basically told him what to do so the police investigate the home and during this investigation here is what they find the house is like a fucking hoarder's house it's like disheveled as fuck it's cluttered it's just oh it's nasty oh god that's yeah. not good for somebody who eats body parts no you gotta keep that shit sterile oh man i just feel like there's gonna be like mummified bits everywhere there was a variety of wigs uh, and then we get into more disgusting stuff they found some pieces of a human body in saline solution they found what? remains belonging to only one person but there was 19 pieces of human skin holy shit yeah seven body parts they did not specify what the body parts were. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah. Photos of food prepared with human parts, canned food with human meat, steamed human meat, including mammary glands. <gasps> so the titties? Yeah, them titties. Oh, no. Cooking recipes for human meat. Like one pound of thigh flesh. Yeah, I'm wondering, like, were they printed out? Was it a book? What? Oh, I, I'm sure there's some shit on that dark internet. Yeah, on the dark web. Oh, yeah. no. I mean, I bought Brandon's grandma a book. <laughs> I remember those. Recipes <laughs> with semen. Oh. oh, somebody had to figure that out, too. Yeah. Was it like cups, like two cups of semen? No, or I think was it, it was like, like ounces. Okay, good, because that seems like a lot of work for yeah. one recipe. Yeah, you need some donation. I just hope that she has it like on her bookshelf somewhere so that someday someone is like, what the fuck? <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway. So they have that for cooking human flesh. Yeah, that's what I assume is that it's probably the same type of general situation. Oh my God. Can you imagine? No. That sounds gross. They also found pictures with dismembered human body parts dating back to 1999, which is in reference to the Clementine fucking picture. Head thing. Mm Mm-hmm. So initially the couple admits to killing and eating at least 30 people. Holy shit. Yeah. So this is like their diet. Yeah. Like, that's just what they ate. They recanted the confessions and then only admitted to the murder of Elena. Why would you eat people? Like, have you ever tried it? No. Me Here's either. What I was, but what if it's like I know, the best thing in the world? I know. Here's what I was about to say. Okay. It's like, <laughs> I can't understand and I can't get behind it. Mm-hmm. But like, I kind of see how somebody who murders someone is like, I'm going to taste this. <laughs> Let's taste this. But like, 30 times is like, this is my diet. Yeah. This is like what I eat all the time. Maybe they... Maybe it's really good. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it's addictive. But I think that <laughs> it's got like MSG. <laughs> yeah. Probably with all the fucking preservatives. Yeah, that eat. I eat. Yeah. I probably taste like hot coffee Cheetos. and hot Cheetos. <laughs> Me <Yeah>. too. <laughs> but I just... 
Ooh, I feel like spicy. <laughs> the morals behind it would ruin any kind of addiction. But of course, I don't murder people, so I have different morals. I don't know if the morals necessarily, like, I mean, I have morals, obviously, and I wouldn't murder a person, but I don't think that would get in it so much as, like, the work involved. Oh, I've said this about your past murderers. It is so much fucking work. Yeah. Like all the dismemberment and the cleanup and ugh, I'm yeah. too lazy. I can't even debone a chicken. Yeah, exactly. I'd rather just go to a place and buy it where it's already pre-skinned or I whatever. literally buy debone chicken breasts. <laughs> <laughs> Not dealing with that. No. My thought on why they, which again, complete speculation, but mm-hmm. my thought on why they might only admit to Elena and not the 30, like recounting the other 30, mm-hmm. would be because maybe they don't have evidence against the other ones. And so if they only have oh. evidence against this one, that's the only one they could charge you with, right? Yeah. And so I've heard of people doing that before where they like admit to killing a shit ton of people and then they only have evidence for one. And so they're like, no, never mind. That's the only one it killed. Yeah. And then they get, I mean, probably not really a lesser sentence, but... Still, you're not being convicted for that other shit. Yeah. They're also denying cannibalism now. What? Yeah. You had them on a platter and in your mouth. (laughs) I mean, there's no, But I didn't swallow. (laughs) (laughs) I did not swallow. (laughs) Gross. According to the police, they speculated that they got their victims from dating sites that, like, had agreed to meet up with them. Yeah. And then... It's suspected that they used ether and a Russian drug called Corvalol to knock their victims out before um, doing the deed. Yeah. What what deed would they do? I'm sure you're about to tell me. Like, how would they kill them? It actually doesn't specify how they killed them, but I'm going to assume it's not something quite so traumatic as stabbing. It says that their home reeked like that drug, the Corvalol. I guess it has a very distinct smell, and, like, the whole place fucking reeked like it. If it knocks you out, that's probably not a good thing you want. Just swirling yeah, around your room. Around. <laughs> the police speculate that they, after knocking them out, would then skin their victims and prepare their meat by pickling, steaming, freezing. Oh, my God. Would they skin them alive? Beige. I don't... I'm going to guess that so. they're stabbing. If they already have a knife out, they're probably slitting some throats or stabbing. He stabbed that other chick. Yeah. I guess that's the method. Or do they, like, overdose them and then skin them? They might overdose them, but you probably don't want drugs running around in your meat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. I would I heard assume... adrenaline makes the meat tough, too. Ooh, yeah. I would assume it's more like strangling or suffocation. Oh, okay. If they're knocked out, you know? Like, that would probably yeah. be the easiest way? Like I don't know. Messy. I feel really but awkward you're... talking about yeah, it. Like... You're about to skin someone, so I'm sure, like, mess isn't your concern. Well, their home was messy, too. Yeah, that's true. All right, we can stop talking about this. At any rate, rumors spread that since the couple worked at the aviation school, that they had tried to feed this human meat <gasps> to unknowing people in the school, or oh. that they had done that, because remember, he, he may or may not kitchen. have worked in the kitchen. Oy. Yeah. Oh, my God. Can you fucking imagine? How many public places have you eaten in your lifetime? Yeah. Like, I'm literally about to have in and out after this. Ooh, that sounds so good. <laughs> what if somebody's throwing, like, fucking human fat in those french fries? I mean, if that's what makes them so addicting. <laughs> I'm kidding. At any rate, there was a retired Air Force communications officer named Sergey who claimed that the couple attacked him one day because there were allegations that he had slept with Natalia. Uh-oh. Yeah, and he was like interviewed afterward and was like holy shit like i could have been eaten killed and eaten yeah like that could have been me my god dodged a fucking bullet yeah or a knife or a drug or whatever or whatever he may have dodged a skinning 
A little side note, Russian law does not include a specific criminal offense for cannibalism. Why is this a thing? Russia and Germany. Yeah, because they're like, cool. nobody would do that. Yeah. <laughs> or they just like haven't had to create a rule around it. Well, not they enough clearly, people are doing it. They clearly should have by now. Yeah. Yeah. 2017, for sure. We should have a hard rule. You can't eat each other. Hard rule. <laughs> uh, Natalia was found sane and charged with inciting her husband to kill. Oh, did he admit to being the killer? Yeah. And she influenced him? Yeah. Like, so she didn't actually do the killing? Yeah, but she was, like, involved in the skinning and all that, too. Oh. But in jail, Natalia said that she gets mocked a lot, and the other women... Poor soul. Yeah, I know. Would be like, oh, did you get enough human meat to eat? That's a quote. (laughs) It's not even a good insult. No, it's not. (laughs) I'd be like, no, I'm going to eat you, bitch. Like, <laughs> you can get over here. <laughs> you can come back from that one, you know? Yeah. That's stupid. It's not even that threatening. No. Ugh. How's that human meat? You could come up with way better insults. Way better. At any rate, Dimitri is kept in solitary confinement so that he doesn't get beaten because oh, shit. it's probably much more aggressive in a men's prison. But yeah, it also turns out that he has tuberculosis. Oh. And so he's sick and contagious life has not been kind to this man no (laughs) so he can't exactly be in general population anyway because then he would give all those people tuberculosis natalia faces because the trial hasn't happened yet oh yeah oh yeah faces up to 15 years that's it Mm Mm-hmm. if convicted oh my god 15 years so what do you get out half seven years Seven oh, and a half shit, years? that's crazy. Yeah. I don't know if it works the same in Ew. Russia, but, like, I know in America, if you're charged with, or if you're sentenced, like, 40 years, you can get out in, like, 2025. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if it's like that in Russia either, but that's fucking insane. Yeah. Dimitri, since he has tuberculosis, his trial is currently postponed, and he may never face trial because he gonna he's... going to die. Yeah, he's contagious, and that prevents them from standard psychiatric tests. Like, oh, to, to see yeah. if he's even sane to stand trial. Do you think he got TB from eating people? <laughs> I could only hope. But I think she would have gotten it too then, huh? Maybe. Maybe, like, the victim coughed on him before. Yeah, that seems like karma. Yeah, how'd she not get TB? Maybe he got it in prison? Maybe, yeah, because you would think that she would, even just living with him, would have had it. It's probably from their fucking house. Yeah. Could you imagine being, like, the arresting officer and then you get TB because of this guy or something? Yeah, fuck that. Anyway, that's my story. Oh, man, that's weird. Yeah. That's crazy, though, that she's only going to get maybe 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. When is her date? Do you know? Is I, it like I what was year? looking. No, oh. I couldn't find anything about the trial other than what she was charged with was uh, inciting her husband to kill and then... Not even murder. Yeah, not even murder. And and she had fucking pickled human flesh. Yeah. And, and cannibalism is not a thing in Russia, so they don't care about that. Oh, my God. That's so weird. Yeah. All right. Well, goddamn. Well, goddamn. So, Stacey... What you got? Okay. I got an interesting one for you today, Erin. I'm ready. I'm buckled up. I'm buckled in. I'm Always buckled on. out. I'm here to tell you the story about Faith Hedgepeth and her homicide. 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 All right. All right. She's been homicided. Okay. A little background about Faith. Faith Hedgepeth was born in 1992 in Warren County, North Carolina. Aw. What's up, Space Gay? Another North Carolina story. <laughs> Or I'm going to fuck up some words. (laughs) So you can tell us later how wrong we are. (laughs) Okay. So she was born a member of the Halawasaponi Native American tribe. Bless you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure I jacked that up. But that's okay. 
All right. So one year after her birth, her parents divorced, Mm -hmm. and she was raised by her mother with three siblings. Her mom says that she named her Faith because she believed that's what she needed to raise a fourth child when she already had three kids and a husband with a drug problem. So Faith grows up to be an honor student in high school and a cheerleader and a member of many extracurricular activities at at her school. Oh, good. So she was like a really fun-loving, outstanding member of her society. Mm Mm-hmm. She enrolled in the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill to either become a pediatrician or a teacher. Mm-hmm. So she sounds like a little sweetheart. Yeah. Her first two years of college, the, everything was going great. So she lived off campus with her roommate, Karenna Rosario, and Karenna's boyfriend, Eric Jones. Okay, so Karenna and Eric's relationship was known to be violent, and Rosario ended it like with Eric because of all of the violence and like i don't know if the cops got called or anything but this article said that there was known to be domestic violence so that makes me think the cops got called yeah so eric eventually moves out of the apartment which by the way how much would that fucking suck to live with just your roommate i don't know that they're besties or anything and then her boyfriend and then fight all the fucking time yeah that would be awful i just need a glass of water (laughs) yeah yeah like roommates are hard enough can you not be in a relationship that you hate each other yeah i've lived with roommates but none of them hated each other so it was nice (laughs) yeah same with me okay so in july 2012 eric breaks into their apartment twice Hmm. and faith urged karenna that she needs to get a protective order against eric to like stay away from the apartment because she's like this is not normal behavior he's dangerous let's go down to the courthouse and get a restraining order against him faith sounds smart yeah faith sounds real smart so faith drives karenna down there and they get an order against him so he's not allowed to come anywhere near the apartment good so eric openly resented faith for her influence that she had over karenna Mm -hmm. like you know didn't like the best friend and he was vocal about it, and he threatened to kill Faith if Corinna wouldn't get back with Eric. Oh, fucking what? weird, right? That'd be like if Brandon threatened to kill you. Yeah, again, not the best roomie in the world. I'd yeah, be like, I'd be like, um, I don't like you that much as a roommate. Yeah. You can go. <laughs> yeah, this is a little, um, I'm getting some red flags here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want this guy to know where I live if he's threatening to kill me. Like, can you just leave me out of your relationship? Yeah, but also think about, like, you know... I guess people say that and it doesn't get taken seriously. Like, I will fucking kill you, you know, but it's not meant like. I mean, I say that like in my car, like. When no one's listening? Yeah, yeah. Like, Like, oh, this guy's trying to fucking merge wrong. I will fucking kill you. Yeah, I say that. But like, if it's like, if you eat this last slice of pizza, I will fucking kill you. (laughs) Oh, I said that about one of the desserts that you gave me. Because I ate all of them, and Brandon, oh, yeah. there was, like, one left, and he's like, do you want this? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, going to bring it to me? And I was like, not right now. And he's like, okay, well, then I'm going to eat it. And I was like, I will fucking kill you. See? Exactly. <laughs> See? People say it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we know you're not really going to kill him. <laughs> it might be a close call. <laughs> I might have said cut, though. Like, uh, I will fucking cut you. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously, it was a threatening conversation that they were having. Like, he was upset. So. Yeah. You know, just interesting to note. This Either guy's way. problems. Issues. Okay, so September 6, 2012, this is where, this is the day that shit goes down. Mm-hmm. At 5.45 p.m., Faith attends a rush event for the campus chapter of Alpha Pi Omega. Okay. Which is a historically Native American sorority. Oh. And she was hoping to join. Yeah. So 7.15 p.m., she leaves the rush event, and she goes to the library on campus to go work on a paper. Because... Mm-hmm. Supposedly, she's working on a paper about the history of her tribe. Okay. 8 p.m., 
Faith and Karenna arrive at the university library and they study together. Oh, you know what? When she was writing her paper, so like 45 minutes before, it might have just been at her apartment, maybe not at the library. I don't know. Okay. Either way, it's not that important. So at some point, Faith leaves the library and leaves Karenna there and she returns around 1130. Yeah, they were there for a long time. Where she meets back up with Karenna and they head back to their apartment. Okay. So from 8 to 11.30. They're basically at the library. At some point, Faith leaves and comes back. Mm-hmm. I don't know what she does. Maybe, I'm thinking she went to go get food, though. I'd be starving. If I got poop. Ooh, maybe. So they arrive at the apartment at midnight. And at 12.30, they then leave their apartment to go to a local nightclub for, like, 18 and older people. God damn, these and fucking kids are ambitious. They, these youngins, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like you left your apartment at 12.30? Jesus, like, call it a night at that point. Yeah. You go if out, I like, left the library at 11.30, I would fucking kill myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. So they go to a local club called Thrill. Ooh. And they arrive at about 12.40 a.m. So it takes them 10 minutes from when they leave the apartment to get to Thrill. This is about 10 minutes away. Okay. Um, doesn't the club close at like 2? Or is it different in North I Carolina? I have that same question because listen to this next bullet. Okay. After an hour and a half of dancing, Karenna gets a stomachache. And she asks Faith if they can leave. And the security cameras show them leaving at 2.06 a.m. It's still open. Bars close at like 1.45 around here where it's like not even last call. It's like get the fuck out because it takes 15 minutes for drunk ass people to shuffle out. Yeah, maybe it's different in North Carolina. Like it's different in New York and stuff. Yeah, maybe they don't serve alcohol. It's just dancing. Oh, because it is 18 and up. So then they probably don't serve alcohol. Yeah. Or maybe you have to have a wristband to buy it and they just stop serving the alcohol. Dancing without alcohol does not sound fun. No, it sounds like a nightmare. But I'm over 21, so there's that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I'm not sure what fucking time it closed, but you're right. 2.06 in the morning is too fucking late to be out. Well, I'm thinking, like, if you're going to leave your apartment or wherever at 12.30 to go to a club, you're only going to have an hour and a half until it closes. Like That sounds, like, not worth it. Yeah, it's not worth getting dressed yeah. It's not worth yeah. getting your face painted. It's not worth any of that. I know. It sounds like a lot of work. For an hour and a half? What are you going to do in that hour and a half? Dance like we've never danced before? We're so lazy. That's true. <laughs> I don't know, but she was doing it. So yeah. 2.06 a.m. is the last visual record of Faith. Okay. On the security camera. At the club or leaving the club? Leaving the club. Okay. So at 3 a.m., Faith and Karenna arrive back at their apartment. It takes an hour? Exactly. It only took 10 minutes to get there, but it took an hour to get home. Well, I was just thinking if that's an hour drive, that's even less time. That's 30 minutes dancing. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Because remember, it only took 10 minutes to get there. Okay. So they went and did something. Yeah. Maybe they got food. Everybody always gets food. I would get food. I was thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. Especially if you were drinking, even if you weren't supposed to be drinking, you're like, I want Taco Bell. Yeah. Yeah. Any kind of taco shop. Yep. They probably don't have taco shops in North Carolina. Well, then Taco Bell do, I guess. Yeah. Are Taco Bells open 24? Taco Dave. Del Taco. <laughs> I think they're open late. <laughs> I, get, I see what you did there. <laughs> okay. So shortly after they arrive home, a resident who lived below Faith and Karenna was awake and watching TV and reported hearing three thumping noises, which she described as similar to a heavy bag being dropped or furniture being turned over. A heavy bag versus furniture sounds like a big variation. <laughs> yeah. 
But it reminds me of my upstairs neighbors when I lived in an apartment, and yep. they would do whatever. I don't know, walk to the kitchen, and I was like, are there elephants doing jumping jacks? Yep, they're like fucking playing Dance Dance Revolution up there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like your downstairs neighbor does not have any idea what you're actually doing up there. <laughs> That's true. That's true. They were just going to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was just getting a glass of water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I dropped a slipper. So around the same time, Faith's Facebook page was accessed. Mm-hmm. I don't know if a post was made or anything or if it was just like opened on the computer or through a phone. It's 2012. We had Facebook on the phone then, right? Probably. I don't, I don't know. think so. I can't yeah. really remember that far back. Okay, so it was accessed at some point. Did someone take her phone and go through her stuff? I don't know. Because <laughs> at 3.40 a.m., so this would be like she's home for 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. There's a text sent from her phone to an ex-boyfriend named Brandon Edwards. Mm-hmm. And it said, hey, B, can you come over here, please? Rosario, which is Karenna. So Rosario needs you more. Aha. And then there's a period. And then it says, you know. Please let her know you care. And then three minutes later, another text was sent with just the word then. So that's presumably believed to be a correction to her sentence. So it should say, hey, B, can you come over here, please? Rosario needs you more than you know. Please let her know you care. Okay. Why is Faith texting her ex that her roommate needs her? I don't know. I also read, this is another thing. Every article I read was that it is Faith's ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. But then one said that it was Rosario's ex-boyfriend. Unless I misread all the other ones. Because it was like the last one I read that said it was Rosario's boyfriend. And I was like, wait. Either way, it's weird. That is really weird, yeah. Okay. So at 4.16 a.m., Brandon texts back saying, who is this? (laughs) New phone, who dis? Yeah, so he didn't have her number in the phone still. Or maybe if it was Karenna's ex, then he's like, "Who?" and Faith was texting him. Mm. But how did Faith get the number then? Well, Faith might have had the number and just not text him a lot. Maybe. Or ever. So Karenna's phone records show that she was trying to call Brandon around the same time also. Oh, okay. So something's going down with Karenna. And she needs Brandon's help. Brandon. Like, why this guy now? I don't know. Was he a normal staple in their life? I don't know. But when Brandon didn't answer, Karenna calls another friend by the name of Jordan McCray. Mm Mm-hmm. And he answers. Mm-hmm. And at 4.25 a.m., Karenna le- leaves the apartment to get into Jordan's car. Okay. So she leaves the apartment. And she later states that she believed that Faith was asleep when she left and in her room. And she left the apartment door unlocked. Worst fucking roomie ever. First Seriously. Of all, you have a boyfriend who you argue with all the time and who's threatening to kill me. Who becomes an ex-boyfriend. Yes. Then at- threatens to kill you. <laughs> exactly. And then... We go out dancing, you have a stomachache, and we have to leave. <laughs> yeah, and then you're going to go out again? First of all, where'd the stomachache go, bitch? Yeah, and then you leave, and you leave the fucking door unlocked? The fuck. That's awful. Something weird is going on. <gasps> Maybe she's in on it. Maybe. So at 4.30 a.m., Corinna and Jordan arrive at a friend's house, and she ends up staying the night. So I'm assuming it's a house party. Okay, yeah. Jesus Christ, 4.30 to go to a house party. That's too many earlies. How, is there drugs involved? Alcohol? Probably. Oh, maybe it's like Adderall because they're in college. Oh, maybe. That'll keep you up. So at 10.30 a.m. the next day, Karenna calls Faith for a ride home. But when she doesn't answer, she calls another friend, Marisol, who took her back to her apartment. Okay. They arrive shortly before 11 a.m. at the apartment. And they call out for Faith. And when she doesn't answer, they enter her bedroom and find her bloodied body partially nude from like the waist down. And she's wrapped in her quilt from her bed. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. Okay, so they immediately call 911. 
And the 911 call lasts for eight minutes. And the whole time the caller is sobbing and doesn't give the dispatcher her name until being asked repeatedly what it is. And she answers Rosario, mm-hmm. which is Karenna. She never names Faith in the call. Instead, she just keeps referring to her as her friend. And the dispatcher asks her to check for like a sign of life, but it takes many requests to get her to t- to like even touch the body. Mm-hmm. And so I actually went through and I read the transcripts of the of the call. Yeah. And I can understand most of that behavior because I feel like if I found you and I called, I wouldn't be like, Aaron is on the bed. I'd be like, my friend, I just found my friend. But what's interesting through all the transcripts is like she comes in, she makes the call and she says, I just got into my apartment. Like I just got home at my apartment and I found my friend and she's not responsive. And they keep asking her questions like, what's your name? And she just keeps saying like, I just got home. Almost like she's trying to verify that, you know, like I just got here. Yeah. And then she finally says her name. And then they're like, okay, I need you to touch the body for life, like for a sign of life. And Rosario is like, oh God, everything looks different. Like this doesn't look right. And I guess it sounded like in the transcripts that Faith was found in Rosario's room, not in Faith's room. Hmm. But I, all the accounts said that it was in Faith's room. I mean, it was just like super like scattered and like she wasn't listening to the dispatcher. And so the dispatcher's like, you know, you need to touch her. And she's like, I don't want to. And she's not saying like whether she's breathing or not. Like she wasn't a helpful caller. She was more like, I'm concerned for myself. Like what is going on here? Things look different. Something happened. To kind of comment on that though, I feel like that would be me as a caller. Yeah, that would be you because you're not helpful at all in an emergency. I'm not helpful at all in emergencies. I'm not trying to like help myself because I'm not murdering anyone, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But it's more of like, I don't think I would want to touch you. If I came in and I found you dead, I'd be yeah. like, holy shit, my friend is dead. Or my friend is, you know, I just found my friend, blah, blah, blah. Like, I just got home. My friend is here, blah, blah, blah. I would be that kind of person. But then like, if they asked, I think I would be cognizant enough to be like, my name is Aaron, if they asked. Yeah. Or, you know, your name is Stacy. Like, this is an emergency. You need, I need to give you my address and information so you can get here yeah she, like wasn't giving any of that yeah i feel like i could do all of that stuff but then if they were like okay turn her over i'd be like mm, mm. Not like her. it would take a lot yeah. it would take a lot of coaxing like, to do coaxing it. me or like pressuring Especially me like you need to fucking do this bloodied yeah. yeah for me to be like okay 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 go like for sure <laughs> no i absolutely understand that too what's interesting about the transcripts that i read though is like they had an analyst break down her words and everything so they highlighted every time she said like my apartment I got home like she wasn't Mm. they asked for the address and her response instead of being like one two three four yeah let me go get it or something is like I just moved here this is my new apartment not like our new apartment oh and then she had to like find the address and stuff like she just wasn't but it could have been like I don't know the address like I just moved here I don't know the address let me find it yeah I feel like that's reasonable too but it's just interesting how they broke it all down like yeah obviously these people think that there's something up with Karenna. Yeah. So skeptics kind of speculate that it was actually Marisol who called and not Rosario. Oh. Or, I'm sorry, not Karenna. Yeah, I yeah. hate when they switch between the names. Yeah, well, she identified herself as Rosario, too. Yeah, so. yeah it sounds like everybody called her Rosario or Rosie hmm. as, like, a nickname. Well, I could see kids doing that, too. Like, if they didn't want to call for a thing. Like, I've called for my friends pretending to be my friends yeah, before. And, and maybe that's why she said my friend and, like my apartment instead of our apartment yeah oh and then another thing the skeptics say is like if there were two people in the apartment with her like if it was 
Karana on the phone and her friend Marisol was there, then why didn't Marisol go check for a pulse? Like, she could have asked for help. I feel like it's a little far-fetched, but I also think that it is interesting to note that she wasn't, like, very helpful and she was, like, repeating, like, I just moved here. This is my apartment, you know? Yeah, yeah. And she kept saying something about the room, like, this doesn't look right. Like, this looks different. But, I mean, there's fucking blood everywhere. Of course it looks different. Yeah. But I wonder what she meant by that. Mm, Like, if stuff was mixed around or something. Yeah. And I saw pictures. They don't have a lot of public information on this. Like, you can't really go through crime scene pictures or anything like that. Yeah. But they do have a picture of the entrance of the apartment. And you can kind of see into the living room and, like, the breakfast bar that goes to the kitchen. Shit is a fucking disaster. But that could just be, like, two chicks living together, too. Oh. Like, not necessarily a sign of struggle, but more like a sign of struggling to do your laundry. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. It looks like a fucking sign of struggle, but I'm pretty sure it's just how they lived. Yeah. Okay. Which I can't even judge because I've lived like that multiple times. Mm -hmm. Uh, Skeptics also think that if Karenna was the caller, that she didn't call right away. I don't know why they think that. But there's, like, a whole lot of... Because this... A lot of this information or a lot of the case and the evidence and stuff was like court ordered sealed. Because they're younger? I think it's because of just the uniqueness of this case. Okay. But I think because of that, there's tons of speculation. Because there's a lot we don't know as the public. Because they're withholding from us. So people are super skeeved out by Corona. (laughs) Well, she kind of seems like a... Interesting individual. Interesting is a good word. But also, if she's totally innocent how horrible that she just had to go through all this and now everybody's like what the fuck were you doing there well that's literally what i'm thinking right now is like i would be such a shit helper on the fucking 911 call that like if anybody near me dies i'm gonna be a suspect first of all because they'll be near me but also because like i'll be such so suspicious on the phone yeah yeah you're not gonna like do anything right <laughs> yeah exactly they're gonna be like roll them over and i'll be like i can't oh, i know i don't want to touch them that's gross <laughs> icky like i just stick yeah i'm gonna poke no, its eyes no i'm not gonna do that <laughs> yeah also she kept saying on the 911 call she kept being like are you sure they're coming the dispatcher kept being like yeah the police the fire department the ambulance everyone's coming you need to go in the living room as soon as she realized like okay this lady's dead there's no way you can save her life like, yeah she's like you need to go in the living room don't touch anything else and just sit down mm-hmm. and she wasn't confirming like okay i'm in the living room and the dispatcher kept having to repeat it and she's like okay okay like i'm here like are they really coming are they really coming like why would you ask that well i could see that too as like it feels like it's taking a long time like are they coming like are you oh yeah maybe when is this happening you know it like, is are like they really you're coming? just reading it like i can't tell her yeah emotion that's yeah. a good point i i don't know i think that would be me too i'm gonna be so goddamn suspicious if yeah, anyone you, don't gonna... die anyone near me don't die okay also i was gonna note like why would you have someone else call maybe this is just my mentality but i wouldn't be like hey friend who doesn't live here you need to call 911 and pretend to be me like what's the advantage of that Maybe, like, Marcel sounded more genuine and she would, like, know something. So she was like, you call because you're actually scared right now where I knew what I was walking into. Yeah. Okay. So during the investigations, police find and collect semen, (gasps) which this suggests that she was raped. Yeah. Well, she was found naked from the waist down. Yeah. But what's interesting is, like, remember when they're at the library and she left at some point and then came back yeah like, what if she hooked up with somebody or did something yeah i don't find know a guy on the side don't want to tell your roommate about him yeah maybe yeah anyway so um they also found blood samples under her nails suggesting that she fought back mm-hmm. and she had like scratches and bruises on her arms too like defensive wounds uh-huh and they were able to get enough dna from all of this that they got like a full profile on the guy like wow. they have dna 
Okay. I'm going to go ahead and say who committed this crime, but who at least had sex with her and who she had blood under her nails. Like, she had this guy's blood under her nails. Uh, whoever's blood she has under her nails is who killed her. Yeah, and it's the same DNA as the semen. So yeah. Whether it was consensual sex or not, it's yeah. the guy. The autopsy finds that she had died from blunt force trauma to the head, mm. which was likely caused by an empty rum bottle found in her room. Jesus. Like next to her. How the fuck do you beat someone to death with an empty rum bottle? Especially empty. Would that break? I don't know if it broke because you can't find pictures of anything. Well, if the bottle was found next to her, I wouldn't think that it broke. But, I mean, some of them are pretty heavy, I guess. Yeah, I found one picture. I don't I don't think it was the rum bottle. I think it was, like, an example of a rum bottle, which we can all get. But it was, like, one of the normal, like, Bacardi bottles. Yeah. It wasn't, like, a thick, heavy handle or anything like that. It was Those just, like... Those like, tall and skinny, too. So you yeah. think that would break more easily. I don't understand how you could be beat to death with that thing. But that's the murder weapon. I'm assuming it had blood and shit all over it. Jesus Christ. That sucks. A lot of this case and its findings and evidence has been court-ordered sealed. So most of the information that was released to the public has been released in pieces over the years. So this is the most complete part of the story that we have today. Yeah. But it isn't like a full picture of the case because the police are withholding information so that they can incriminate somebody when they find them. When but they I feel find like them? they have fucking DNA. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. A little foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> so among the evidence... That was later released to the public was a note left by the killer. Okay. And the note read, I'm not stupid, bitch jealous. <laughs> That's, is that, is that it? Quote, That's, period? <laughs> that is it. It's like, I'm not stupid on one line, bitch on another, and then jealous at the bottom. Weird, right? So it looked to be written on a takeout bag from a nearby fast food place. How do they know that was written by the killer? Because they found the pen that wrote the note. They found it in the apartment and it had DNA on the pen that matched the DNA that was under her nails. Oh. So the killer wrote the note. Okay. Crazy, right? Yeah. Maybe he like bled on the pen or something. Ooh. I don't know how. And the DNA was also throughout the apartment. So That's... I'm going to guess blood. Okay. Unless he's yeah. just jizzing everywhere or his hair is falling out everywhere. <laughs> I mean, he is a young buck maybe. So <laughs> <laughs> perhaps there's speculation that maybe the message was intended to be read differently since the writing was kind of sporadic and the message didn't really make sense. Mm -hmm. So here are some suggestions. Okay. This is where grammar helps. Right? <laughs> Fucking use some commas, man. <laughs> maybe it's supposed to read, I'm not jealous, stupid bitch. Oh. But that doesn't... Okay, that makes sense to me in a sentence, but if you look at the actual picture of the note, it doesn't make sense. You wouldn't write it like that. Yeah. So if you read it backwards, it says, jealous bitch, I'm not stupid, which that makes more sense to me. Yeah. Which that is my own speculation. Maybe he was writing it like a stop sign, like stop ahead. Yeah. You know? Like you're driving over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How they're written backwards. Some other things that I read recently, because I'm like, I'm addicted to this case already. Mm -hmm. Like I need to look more into this. Mm -hmm. But other people were saying like, maybe it's not a note left by the killer. Perhaps the killer used the pen or something. But maybe it was like two people having a conversation on a piece of paper. Like maybe let's just say you and I. Yeah. I'm talking on the phone to somebody and it's somebody that you hate or you're mad at and you're writing me because no, the person on the phone isn't supposed to know that you're in the room with me. Yeah, yeah. And so you're writing like, I'm not stupid, jealous, bitch. Like what yeah, to, yeah. in response to what the person on the phone is saying. That would make sense. Yeah, maybe. But it was left by her dead body, so. Oh, Jesus Christ. So that makes me think it's like a killer's note. Yeah. And it's all in caps and looks super aggressive. Why do killers always write like that? They're mad. <laughs> <laughs> handwriting reporters outside of the case 
speculate that it was actually written by a female, even though the DNA is male, which I don't know how the fuck you figure that out. There's also a note by people outside of the case that there's no blood on the note, but it was next to a pretty bloody scene, so you'd think there'd be blood. Oh, could, but it could have been placed there after. Could have been. Right? Like, you go ride it real quick and then throw it on top. Yeah. I saw pictures, and it doesn't look to be, like, obvious blood, but there is, like, smudgy shit on there somewhere. Yeah. Also, a friend of Faith came forward when he found out that Faith was murdered. And that night, he had actually been pocket dialed from Faith. And she left a three-minute recording on his voicemail without realizing. And in this recording, it sounds to be Faith and a male and a female voice with music in the background. And it's time stamped at 1.23 a.m. So that would be while they're at Thrill. Yeah. So that would make sense. But an audio expert analyzed the recording and claims that this was capturing Faith's murder. Like the actual moment that she was murdered. But that's not the right time. Yeah, well, they argue that the timestamp could be wrong. Like your phone could timestamp the wrong time. Like you get a call at two, but it's really three. Uh, And some people are like, yeah, that happens to my phone all the time. It'll say I got a voicemail at two, but it was really at three. I don't know. That's, I mean, it's never happened to me. Maybe it does. Yeah, it's never happened to me either. But they claim that you can hear Faith crying for help and a male voice is saying, I think she's dying. And the female voice says, do it anyhow. I guess the female voice sounds to be getting angrier and angrier. And they use the name Eric and Rosie in this conversation. <gasps> so what? I listened to the recording. Okay. And I didn't hear a fucking single word of this. It sounds like literally a pocket dial where you can't understand anything that's happening. Maybe people are talking. It sounds super like digitalized, like, uh, you know, really? <laughs> that was a really good impersonation. Yeah, <laughs> I felt like I was there. But like I said, people believe that this is, like, her father actually believes that this recording is of his daughter's death. But the police are like, no, that's not the case. Like, we didn't get all that from this recording. And the metadata within the call actually suggests that she was at Thrill when this call happened. So, like, how are you going to murder somebody at Thrill and then... Yeah, and then have a video of them leaving Thrill Yeah perfectly fine so they don't think that it's anything suspicious it's just weekend at bernie's throughout (laughs) (laughs) give her some sunnies yeah yeah so it just so happens i guess that she accidentally called this guy Mm. so a little bit about the suspects yeah eric was a strong suspect because of his history of abuse and threats to faith and the night before faith's death at 6 p.m he texted a friend asking for forgiveness for quote what i'm about to do And then posted the same message to his Twitter feed. And then three Uh days later, so after her death, he posts on Facebook, quote, Dear Lord, forgive me for all of my sins and the sins I may commit today. Protect me from the girls who don't deserve me and the ones who want me dead today. End quote. What the actual fuck? First of all, if you're a suspect in any murder, don't do that shit. What are you doing? But the last quote makes me think he's just like a stupid boy on Facebook. Like, yeah. And all the girls who... I, you know, who want me dead? Like, I'm such a hot shit. Yeah. Like, get out of here. Yeah. Loser. But anyway, the DNA samples were taken from Eric, and they didn't match. Oh, He didn't. Yeah. He's just a fucking idiot. (laughs) Wow. So there were tons of DNA samples taken from a lot of people in her friend circle and outside of her friend circle and everything, and none of them were matches. Wow. On September 2016, police released an image generated by the genetic testing company that got the full DNA profile on what they suspect the person looks like. 
Really? Like, you can do what that? What they might have looked like based on their DNA. Oh, yeah. And you can see, like, what the generated versus, like, the real person. Oh, for, like, their test ones? That yeah, yeah. Well, even the people that they've, like, caught Matched, with it. yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that's crazy. Yeah, it's kind of cool. So who does he look like? <laughs> so he is strongly Native American and European mixed with Latino. So he would have an olive complexion with black hair. And I've looked at him, and he looks like your standard dude. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Somebody who knew him would be like, oh, I recognize him. So yeah. everybody go look at the profile and see if you know him. I'll put it on our, our website. Oh, there you go. Yep. So they still haven't found the killer. Wow. To this day. Is Karenna, like, was she ever charged with anything or? She wasn't. So they they interviewed her, obviously, and yeah. everything. And the police are not interested in her as a spe- suspect whatsoever. Wow. And she's always cooperative when they, like, ask her for anything. But, like, the media is hounding on her because they're like, anytime we ask for an interview, she won't do an interview. But, like, dude, she just went through a traumatic event. Who the fuck wants to talk about that? Yeah, I probably wouldn't do interviews with the media either. Also, if you're, like, court-ordered not to talk about certain shit. That too. Like, yeah. I don't even want to risk it. Yeah. And also, if you're going to talk to the media and stuff, you'll probably have to get a lawyer to be like, should I answer this? Should I not answer yeah, that? Yeah, that like, sounds hard. Yeah. And if you just don't want to go through all of that, like, I'll help the police, but I'm not going to yeah, feed not your, your fucking curiosity. Business, as I make a podcast out of this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I guess it does help, right? Maybe. Who knows? Yeah, maybe somebody will solve it. Go yeah. look at this guy. Crack okay. case, guys. So the police believe that the crime was committed by someone just outside of her social group. There were 750 DNA samples with zero matches. Wow. And they've mapped relationships with each member of her social circle. So they, like, have this shit branched out. And they've narrowed it down to 10 potential suspects. But they got DNA on all of them. No, no, no. This is, like, today. This is, like, where they're at today. There's 10 potential suspects that they don't, they haven't pulled DNA on. Or maybe they're pulling it now. I don't know. This article was from, like, I think, I want to say August. Okay. And it's obviously only what they're telling the public. Yeah, yeah. It's still very much an active case, and the police are like, this was never a cold case. We've always had evidence, and we're just, like, trying to find the person. Wow. So, again, people are speculating that Karenna knows something more, because there is, like, some fishy behavior. Like, she left the door unlocked, and... But maybe she was just a shitty roommate, and that's just what she always did. Yeah, but also you made a good point. Like, they're out dancing, and she has a stomachache, and then all of a sudden she feels better, and she goes back out again. That, too. That's... I mean, but I mean, maybe she was just, like, not getting hit on by guys as much as Faith was. And was like, I'm over it. I want to yeah. go. I want to like, feel good. This place is stupid. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe she, like, has a suspect of, like, who did it. Or maybe what if, like, Faith was hooking up with somebody she didn't know, like, uh, Corinna didn't know about. And then this guy turned out to be real bad. Yeah. Which could have been that, too. Because she left the library. And maybe she went to go meet up with this guy. Had yeah. consensual sex with him. Maybe she went to meet up with him later. Or maybe he got jealous that she went to a nightclub like found out about it somehow and then went to her house and was like oh you messing around with other guys i'll show you yeah maybe jesus though it seems so intense well all murders kind of seem pretty intense but yeah that's for sure (laughs) yeah well and also it says like you know olive complexion native american latino or something what if he was part of the tribe yeah like didn't like what she was writing about or i don't know oh yeah but how would you know politic stuff i don't know oh my god but a bacardi bottle yeah, I just have off. so many questions. Maybe he wasn't prepared to kill her, though. Yeah, like, like maybe it was a spur-of-the-moment thing, because that sounds pretty, like, you're not prepared. Yeah, but then the, like, I'm not stupid, bitch, jealous. I could see, like, like you said, if you're talking on the phone or something, or, yeah. like, a note passing back and forth, like, I'm not stupid, and be like, bitch, and be like, jealous. Yeah, but it's just weird that it's by her body. Like, it feels like it was yeah. placed there. Yeah. After her death. Maybe it was to throw the cops off. I would, I can't imagine 
somebody's thinking of that. Like, let me take this random note. Well, goddamn. Yeah. Interesting, huh? Yeah. All right. Let's tell everybody where they can find us. Well, you can find us on Twitter at ISGD Podcast. You can email us at ISGDpodcast at gmail.com. You can snail mail us. Yes. P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. Our website, com. You guys should definitely tweet us and email us and snail mail us because we love hearing from you. This is true. Draw us pictures and then mail them to us because our podcast room is sad. Oh, yeah. We need shit to hang on the walls. Yeah. So if you're an artist out there. Or even just, just a stick figure. <laughs> yeah, you could just do that shit on like a lined piece of paper. Yeah. It ain't got to be anything fancy. Cocktail napkin. I will hang it. Mm-hmm. I probably won't frame it because I'm lazy, but I'll hang it. If you guys want Christmas cards from us, then you should send us your address. Yep. Through any one of those avenues. Mm-hmm. And we will mail put you on one. a list and mail you out a holiday card. Yep. Is that all? I think so. I think that's everything. We're getting good at that. Yeah, we're getting real good at finishing this. You know, people just turn the shit off. They're like, ugh. This again. Yeah. Well, catch you on the flip side. Yes, we will. Bye. Later. And if you're all caught up on our podcast, stay tuned for a promo from Dumb and Busted. Yeah, yeah. What podcast brings you true stories of exceptionally smart and insanely dumb crimes every week? Dumb and Busted, obviously. But Hannah, where is your one-stop shop if you want to hear about a killer nurse, a pervy arsonist, or a group of hella old dudes breaking into a vault? Dumb and Busted, Allison, come on, seriously? We host the show together. Okay, last question. Where can I go if I need to hear the number one song of 1999, I Want It That Way? What? The Backstreet Boys album Millennium? How did we even get on this tangent? Oh, okay. Sorry for being the only one who's ever fallen victim to their tight harmonies and timeless songs. Anyway, please listen and subscribe to Dumb and Busted on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Crime you later!